Welcome to a special episode of Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry focusing on God's unconditional love and grace. Today we're continuing to bring you highlights from the 2018 Healing is Here conference held at Andrews Karras Bible College in Woodland Park, Colorado. Symptoms are to sickness what temptation is to sin. And now here's Andrew. Welcome to another special edition of the Gospel Truth Broadcast. We've been playing excerpts from our Healing is Here conference that we held in August of 2018. And I tell you, it was powerful. We saw a lot of people's lives changed. And I not only ministered, but we also had Barry Bennett. We've already shown those. But now we are going to be sharing with you some of the teaching that Audrey Mack did. She's a lady who uh, was from France. She married an American. They live in... Uh, Florida, but Audrey is just a great friend of mine. And I tell you, this woman is on fire for God. She is a fireball. You're going to be blessed by this. So we're going to play a little excerpt with Audrey Mack teaching in our Healing is Here conference from 2018. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. It has just been, you know, I just came to minister, but I'm leaving with more than, than what I came with. <laughs> and I know every one of you will probably say the same thing. And you know what I really appreciated about this healing conference? And I do healing conference all over the world. But there was such a balance between the Word and the Spirit with bringing all the aspects of healing. It was so well-rounded. And and I just want to say thank you, uh, Andrew, and thank you for being such an, how would you call that? the opposite of insecure. How would you say that in English? (laughs) Non-insecure. I am just so, just so blessed. And for, I mean, and I'm going to speak on behalf of, I think, everybody here, how much you've impacted our life and ministry. And um, I've been kind of crying all day. I mean, I got messed up really big today. And I'm going to hope and pray that I, I go through this evening without just falling apart. Hallelujah. But thank you. You know what I appreciate so much about Andrew? And I said, like I was saying, he's not insecure. He'll bring people from different flow, from different, you know, he's not all in a little box and this is it and this. And, and what I call cross-pollination, you know. <laughs> Some plants can only bring fruit when they are cross-pollination with other plants. And that, you know, and I, I go in a lot of different ministries, and sometimes they can be very cliquish. You know, our little camp, but it's not so here. And I cannot tell you how much this blesses my heart. Thank you, Andrew. And so, um, you see, in this conference, we heard so much really good stuff, but I want to, I want to live this conference to tonight with living you with something. I think it's been a thread, a theme through this whole conference, but it is the violent that take it by force. Because, I mean, we saw that all through the conference, that 
just like salvation, healing has already been given. And I hope that no one in this room or anybody looking through a um, live stream, that you would be in that men with the mentality of, well, if it is the will of God, it's just going to happen. It's going to come to pass. Because we saw that even though something is the will of God, even though something has already been given, it doesn't automatically happen by itself. Raise your hand if you and you agree. I mean, we saw Ephesians chapter 2, verse, uh, verse 8 says, So by grace we have been saved, but, help me here tonight, through faith. And we see that even though healing has already been given to us, and we saw, you know, when I was ministering Thursday, and Carly and Daniel and all of us, and Barry, we find that that God wants us healed more than we do. And he's made so many ways. The word of God, he sent his word to heal us. He's put in place the laying on of hands to transfer an anointing. He brought the gifts of healing, the working of miracles to get, if you don't have that faith, to bring healing to you, even through cloth and handkerchief. Is Juanita here? Juanita, are you here? She's right here. And last time, when it, we did the ladies' conference, last November, she came to me saying, my daughter has a skin disease. How long? Six years, I think. For six years, she had a skin disease. The doctor can help her cover it up. She said, could you pray for my daughter? And I said, well, you know what we're going to do? I said, do you have a scarf? We got a scarf, we laid hands on the scarf, and she went back home with it and put it on her daughter. And now she's totally healed. God, God want us healed so much. And we saw how important it is to have a balance between the word and the spirit. But you see, the problem of time, we have conferences like this, and we, you received your healing. Wave your hand if you have received your healing in this conference. Oh, glory to God. It is so awesome. But this is what I want tonight. And, 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 and Andrew talked about it. Because I, what I don't want you to have to go back to another conference to find another healing. Amen. That the next time you've got something going wrong, I don't want you to think, oh, I've got to go to a conference. No, no, no. I want us, and that is our, all of our desires, that you will stand up on your own to go and get a hold of your healing. I remember, I think it is Kenneth Hagin, you know, when there was a wave of healing in the 40s and the 50s, and, and Kenneth Hagin, and there were healing evangelists, you know, William Branham and Jack Coe and all a bunch of them. 
And Kenneth Hagin, who is known to be a man that brought a, a message of faith, was talking to Earl Roberts, who he himself is a man of faith. And he told him, he said, Earl, when all of those guys are gone, we'll be the only two standing. And the truth, it did happen. They all were gone, but Kenneth Hagin and Earl Roberts were all standing. Why? because they had learned something that most of the healing evangelists didn't have. They didn't know how to get a hold of the healing by faith. They knew how to flow in the gifts, but they had not root grounded their lives on the word of God to not only receive healing, but teach others how to receive their healing, keep their healing. Thank you for that one hand, amen. I, I, I receive it gladly, but, but it is true. And so we find out that, that God wants us healed more than we do. And he's brought so many different ways for us to get healed. And you know we find out, but it is the violent that will take it by force. You and I have to learn to be violent in the spirit. And you know when you look in the Bible, all the people that got their miracle were somewhere violent. I mean, look at the lady with the issue of blood. That little lady for 12 years, she not only had lost her blood, which that's where the life is, that's where the strength is. She had spent, gone from doctor to doctor to doctor, spent all of her money, couldn't do anything. But then finally she heard. She heard that Jesus had what she needed. And I can just picture, you know, 1,000 excuses why she couldn't get to him. But we see that little lady had a spiritual mm, on the inside. She had that violence because, you know, when she heard he was in town, she said, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, I will, not maybe, I will be made whole. And she went and she saw the crowd and she didn't say, oh, it's too hard, it's too difficult, maybe another day. No, she pressed against the crowd. She even got on all four. And she went with her elbow and went on all four. How do we know that? Because it says she touched the hem of his garment. And I can just imagine that little nagging voice saying, uh-uh, if they find you, they're going to kill you. She said, I don't care. I have nothing to lose. <laughs> that other little demon talking said, hey, hey, don't you know, don't you dare touching a rabbi? Don't you know you're unclean and you're not allowed to? But she had that, that spiritual violence and she pressed through to grab a hold of that healing. I mean, we talked, and I'll talk about, you know, that guy that was carried on a stretcher. I mean, we read stories, and we kind of like nonchalantly kind of, it just happened well, yeah. But no, go deep and see, really put yourself in their place. Try to feel what they felt. Try to imagine what actually happened. And here they came on a stretcher, paralyzed, and they got to the door. 
no, sorry, no more room. <laughs> Most Christians today would have said, well, it must not be our day. No, no, but the, I can just imagine the four friends says, you know what, we cannot get through the door, we'll find another way. Right. Maybe the window. So they went fine looking around for a window. Whoop, no window. What are we going to do? They went together and kind of, and I said, you know what, we'll go to the roof. I mean, it's easy to say, try to do it. <laughs> Can you imagine the logic, the gravity, even the law of gravity alone just blows your mind. <laughs> Going through, I mean, I mean, that's pretty high, yeah. yeah. But I mean, just pulling out tiles, making a hole, and I mean, how big was the hole? <laughs> to lower a man on a stretcher and imagine the poor guy. Yes. <laughs> how did they do it? But you see that they did not take no for an answer. They pushed, they pushed. Because what the Bible says, it says, the kingdom of God is suffering violence. What does it mean? It's being pressed against. And what is the kingdom of God? The Bible says that every time somebody was getting healed, every any time somebody was getting delivered, every time goodness and the love of God was displayed, Jesus would say, oh, the kingdom of God is near you. Amen. That is the kingdom of God. And it says the kingdom of God, the love of God, the goodness of God, all the good news, the, there is a kingdom that is pressing against it. But it says it's the violence. We got to learn to press against the forces of evil that are trying to steal the goodness, the blessings of God. Just think about it. You remember the blind guy, Bartimaeus, on the side of the road? And all of a sudden, he's hearing commotion. And he's like, what's going on? What's going on? Whoa, 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 there's Jesus. You know the guy that you heard about that is healing people? He's right there in the street. And that guy started to scream, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And everybody says, shh. Finally, he gets into the village. And now you're going to make all that ruckus. He's never going to come back. Please shut up. You're going to embarrass us. And what did he do? He screamed louder and louder and louder. At the pool of Bethesda, when Jesus came, he could have just said, Let, he, found, he found that guy there. And he went to him, and he knew in his heart that he had been laying, hoping, and wishing for 38 years. But you know, he asked him an interesting question. He said, do you want or do you will to be made well? Number one, that's kind of an odd question for somebody who is paralyzed, waiting. But there's something here. It's that same Will, that word, telo, etelo, 
when Jesus, when the leper said, if you are willing, and Jesus says, I am willing. I am not only willing, but I am so determined. I am so fond of doing it. I take pleasure. Oh, I am so determined. What was Jesus saying? Do you want, do you will to be healed? Are you determined to be healed? And what was his answer? Well, I don't have anybody to help me. That sounds like a lot of people today waiting for somebody to do it all for them. And we live in a culture, in a society where we are conditioning people that somebody else is going to do it all for you. Don't get me started. We've got to learn to have that hoof. To be spiritually violent. And you know when Jesus asked that guy right there that was waiting for somebody else to do it for him. Jesus said, where do you want to be healed? But are you determined to be healed? What did it mean? And do you know what he, he asked him to do something that was against the religious system of the day. It was the Sabbath day. And he said, are you willing, are you determined to get healed? Are you willing to do what it takes to get healed? Are you willing to go to the end to get healed? And apparently that guy did. Because Jesus said, pick up your mat and go home. That sounds like... What is it about? But on the Sabbath day, you were not allowed to pick up anything and walk a certain amount of, of, of steps and do things and work. And that guy showed that he was determined to do what it took because he went and picked up his mat and went home and got kicked out of the synagogue. For you and I sometime, to get a hold of that healing, to get a hold of the promise of God, it means that we are willing to stand against the opinion of others. Amen. We are willing to stand against what other things or what's going on and be willing to do whatever it takes. And let me add something. Because some people sometimes, when it comes to sickness, they feel so powerless. You are not powerless. We've seen that. But let me say something. I'm going to add a little interject something. Because when the symptoms knock at your door, most of the people automatically think, well, here it is, I'm sick. No, 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 no. Symptoms. If you're taking note, you better take that because it's pretty good. Symptoms are to sickness what temptation is to sin. What do I mean by that? You see, when the devil tempts you with a little, with a, a sin, he tempts you. Have you fallen in sin yet? Are you in sin? No. no. Temptation is just trying to get you to bite the hook. That's right. A temptation is to try to draw you to sin. But it's not until you submit yourself to that temptation that you accept it that it becomes sin. The same thing can be said about symptoms. When the symptoms knock at your door, it is not sickness. 
It is just the enemy trying to get you to bite the hook. And that symptom will not become sickness until you accept it, submit to it, and out of your mouth say, I guess I'm sick. And it's, let me say something, it's at the very first moment, the few seconds where you have to take a decision. Because I found one thing, it's a little harder to kick out a thief out of your house when it's inside the house sitting on the couch and he's got his feet propped on the table. But when it's there knocking at the door and he's just, you open the door, this is at that moment that you've got to say, uh-uh, no, they're not going to accept you. Get out. And so you and I have to learn to take our authority and learn to be violent against when the enemy tries to pressure us and push us. And amen. We've got a great example of spiritual violence even in the Old Testament. You know, in Numbers 21, I mean, even a bunch of people stiff-necked. I mean, God has provided, God has blessed them, God has opened the Red Sea, and here they are complaining. But we see the heart of God. As soon as they cried out to God, God brought a covenant of healing. God brought healing to them. And here they are in the desert, and they start complaining and complaining and complaining. And they drew a bunch of venomous snakes. That, that could teach and that could preach for another hour. When you start complaining and murmuring, you'll attract some snakes. And right there, they cried out to God. And God told Moses, make a serpent out of bronze. With bronze, it's a type of judgment. The serpent is a type of Jesus on the cross. being judged and becoming sin for us. Oh, it's a, uh, it's a type of sin and, and the devil, amen? And he said, lift it all up. And whoever looks at it with intensity, and it's the word nabat. It's not mean a quick look like, what time is it? It's a fixing your attention, fixing your eyes, fixing your heart. And he said, whoever will fix his eyes on that serpent right there shall be healed, shall live. And here again, we can go through that story thinking, oop de doo dee da this is really good. <laughs> but think about it. How many of you ladies have you ever been around a snake? <laughs> What is the first thing you want to do? Find the highest part in the house. And ladies, you're going to keep your eyes on that little thing because you want to know where it's going, what it's doing, and if it's getting any close to you. Right? But what? Now imagine, here they are, hearing feeling the snake just winding around their legs. 
They hear grandmother just falling and fainting and passing out. They hear the kids screaming, and yet God is telling them, get your eyes of the snakes and put them on that brazen serpent that is right there on that pole. That is spiritual violence. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow as we continue bringing you highlights from Karis Bible College's 2018 Healing Is Here Conference. I'd like to encourage you to get our Healing Is Here materials. We've got it in deep in CDs right here. We also have DVDs that were made at the conference, and we also have a USB here where you can get the entire conference on there. And I tell you, this was powerful. We saw lots of people healed. And the way that Daniel Amstutz and Carly Teradell's ministered along with all of our other guests and Audrey Mack, it was just a powerful time. You won't want to miss it. Our healing is here either on CD, DVD, or USB. Today, you viewed a portion of the 2018 Healing is Here conference. This conference in its entirety is available on either a CD or DVD album or on a USB drive for a gift of $49 or more when you contact us. This valuable product includes 16 powerful teachings that will build your faith to receive your own healing and help you minister healing to others. Also available is the free God Wants You Well booklet. This booklet answers common questions about healing and includes a list of every time Jesus healed someone in the Bible. This valuable resource is available to you for a limited time, free of charge on our website at awmi.net. This offer is limited to one free booklet per household. You can order resources or become a Grace Partner through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download many free resources. Or call our helpline at 719-635-1111. If the lines are busy, remember, you can order ministry materials or become a Grace Partner 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at awmi.net. If you'd like to write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. We'd like to point out Andrew's upcoming speaking schedule. Mark your calendars to come meet Andrew at one of these events and let the Word of God transform your life. In the month of February, he'll be in Colorado Springs, Colorado. In March, he'll be at the Sanctuary in Woodland Park, Colorado for the annual Karis Bible College Men's Advance with special guest Tony Dungy. NFL Hall of Fame and Super Bowl winning coach, and James Brown, Emmy Award winning broadcaster on the CBS and NFL networks. Also at the Sanctuary in March, Andrew will be hosting the Army Conference for Ministers. In April, Andrew will be back at the Sanctuary in Woodland Park for the annual Karis Bible College Campus Days, and also to host the new musical, David, the King of Jerusalem, a story of the faithfulness of God's grace in spite of struggle and tragedy. Also at the Sanctuary in Woodland Park, Andrew will be hosting a special concert with John Tesh. And in May, he'll be in Louisville, Irving, and Fort Worth, Texas. 
Also in May, Andrew will be in Telford, England for the annual UK Grace and Faith Conference. For more details on Andrew's next meeting in your area, visit our website at awmi.net. Thanks to the support of our friends and partners, Karis Bible College is able to reach more people with the gospel than ever before through the continued expansion of our Phase Two building project. For the latest information on the Phase Two construction update, go to awmi.net.